Hello, this is Landier for Hacker Public Radio, recording 20th August 2013. Too clever for your own good. Today I'd like to talk to you about an experience I had uh, that involved my love of programming and Hacker Public Radio. Let me set the stage. The date is April 1st, 2013, and Ken Fallon has just released Hacker Public Radio episode 1216, Digital Data Transfer. As some of you may recall, this episode was nothing more than several minutes of Morse code. Now, there was a time when I uh, spent a great deal of time getting better at, at translating Morse code, but I haven't stayed in shape and uh, it would have been a lot of work for me to sit through this episode and translate it by hand. So what I decided to do instead was find a way for the computer to translate it for me. Uh, many of you are probably aware that Linux comes with a program that handles translation to and from Morse code uh, named Morse, but it only works uh, with converting um, ASCII text of dit and da, respectively, uh, into and out of uh, English text. So, how was I going to uh, translate an actual audio file into the corresponding dits and das? Uh, I thought of a few different possible ways to do this, uh, looking at programs that would convert the audio into a uh, a waveform uh, in some kind of an image file and then parsing the image file for um, periods of sound and silence. I looked around for a few different packages and really couldn't find anything that uh, would do the work I needed it to do and that's when I suddenly remembered that really uncompressed audio is just a, uh, a numeric representation of the waveform. So if I could just convert it into uncompressed audio, I would probably be able to output it in some kind of a format that I could use. So I started by uh, converting the AUG file into an uncompressed WAV file uh, using SOX. Uh, SOX is billed as the uh, kind of audio Swiss Army knife. So I just started with um, SOX, hpr1216.aug hpr1216.wave, which would just use the defaults and convert the file. Um, after having done that, I needed to know some of the information about the internal structure of the wave. So I used um, Soxy, uh, another tool that comes with the Sox suite, um, to get the metadata about the wave. So Soxy, hpr1216.wave, and that gave me a lot of information that I needed. Uh, the audio was a single channel, that is mono. Uh, sample rate was um, 44,100 samples per second, uh, encoded as 16-bit signed integers. So really, this gave me all the information I needed, and now I just needed to uh, access the actual uh, samples and spit them out in a way where I could detect um, sound and silence 
preferably in a line-by-line -line format so I could feed it into whatever um, text processing script or whatever I could manage to come up with. Now I could have gone probably straight to raw audio, uh, but since I went to WAVE because I was familiar with it, um, I think figured it would probably be useful to remove the, uh, the WAVE header. So first I needed to know how long that was. Um, an easy way to do that is just to generate an empty WAVE file. So uh, I broke out socks again and went with socks-t raw uh, for the input type, dash b 16 for 16 bit samples, dash r 44100 uh, for 44,100 hertz, uh, the sample rate, dash c 1 for single channel audio, mono, and dash e signed hyphen integer uh, to get the appropriate encoding slash dev slash null as my source file of type raw and empty dot wave as my output file now running that command just spits out a single 44 byte file which is just the wave header so now I had the information that I needed to be able to skip over the wave header in HPR 1216 wave next step is to get it into some kind of usable text format. Um, now, you're thinking of converting binary data into text. The first few things that come to mind are maybe base64 or hexadecimal encoding. Uh, I opted for the latter uh, since um, I wouldn't have to worry about uh, variable length. Um, numbers would all be very easy to work with. So I broke out one of my uh, favorite tools, Hexdump, and the command line I used for this was Hexdump hyphen S44 to skip the first 44 bytes, hyphen V uh, for verbose, that is not to um, drop repeated sequences, uh, for example long runs of zeros, and then format strings, uh, hyphen E single coat 220 slash 2. So that is 220 repetitions of 2 bytes each. Double quote, percent 04, lowercase x, double quote. So that is going to take and output 4 hex digits uh, for the sample that's being encoded. So again, that's taking a 16 byte, or I'm sorry, 16 bit signed integer and outputting it as four hex digits. Then a single quote to close that format string, hyphen E for an additional format string, single quote, double quote, backslash, lowercase n, double quote, single quote. And so that's going to output a line ending after each run of those 220 uh, samples. HPR1216.wave greater than sign hpr1216.hex. So what that's going to do is take 220 samples, output it on a single line, repeat this for the whole file, and spit it out into my output file. Now I tried this with an even 441 samples, which would have been uh, 10 milliseconds of audio per line, 
but I had too much overlap um, at such a high resolution between uh, sound and silence and the uh, eventual result I got was just too garbled to work with. So the next thing I'm going to do is to find all the occurrences of silence and replace them with something that's a little easier to detect uh, visually. For this I used sed and the command sed hyphen e single quote s slash zero 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 dot slash space 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 slash g single quote hyphen e single quote s slash f f f dot slash space 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 slash g single quote so what that's going to do is it's going to take all occurrence of either zero 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 followed by a single character and FFF followed by a single character and globally replace those with four spaces. Since we're working with signed integers that means um, not only is uh, values near zero close to silence but also um, values near negative uh, one which is FFFF. So taking my hex file I use that said command, hpr1216.hex, greater than sign hpr1216.space. So now this gives me a file full of essentially random hex digits separated by uh, long runs of lines filled only with the space character. So if you open that with the less command and use hyphen capital S, to not wrap lines, you can actually scroll through the file and visually see the uh, dots and dashes as um, short runs of non-white space lines followed by long runs of non-white space lines. This I thought would be a good enough format that I could run it through a text processing tool and actually uh, get dits and dahs respectively. So, uh, my favorite programming language um, for this kind of operation and really just qu any quick one-off prototyped program is awk. Um, and since this is really text processing, this is really where awk shines. So my awk program basically had to do this. It had to find lines that were full of just spaces, uh, interpreting those as uh, silence and then keep track of how many of those occurred in a row and how many non-white space lines in a row. So essentially I structured the program as a simple space, uh, I'm sorry, simple state machine. Um, it has four rules. Uh, the first is basically to um, check to see whether uh, the current line is all white space, so the regets, regular expression I used for that is slash caret space star dollar sign slash. So that's just saying uh, find me runs of zero or more spaces that stretch all the way from the beginning of the current line to the end of the current line. I match that against the current line and store 
that result in uh, a variable. So essentially just a 1 or a 0 of whether or not the line was silenced. Uh, this first row also has to store the state of the previous line since we need to be able to detect transitions between silence and non-silence. So that rule looks like last equals this, this equals dollar sign zero for the uh, variable holding the entire line, tilde for regular expression max, match, and uh, the regular expression I previously mentioned. The next rule checks to see where last is equal to this, i.e. we haven't changed state, and if that's the case, uh, increments the duration variable. So this just allows us to keep track of how long we've been in the current state. Next rule checks for not last, that is the uh, last line was not silence, and this i.e. this line is silence, so transitions from sound to silence, which is going to tell us that we just finished um, a run of some amount of sound. So in that rule, I check if duration greater than 10 and duration less than 20, printf period, which is the sign that Morse uses for a dit. Uh, else if duration greater than 30 and duration less than 40, printf hyphen, or the da character. And whether those got matched or not, reset the duration to zero since we just changed states. Uh, the last rule um, checks for the opposite state transition, so going from silence to sound, and the uh, match criteria for that is last, i.e. the last line was silence, and not this, i.e. this current line is not silence. Uh, this rule looks very similar to the last, except uh, the duration ranges are slightly different. Here I check if duration greater than 30 and duration less than 40, printf backslash n, that is to output a single line break to mark the end of a letter, else if duration greater than 80, printf backslash n backslash n. So two blank, or, or, I'm sorry, two line endings or one blank line to act as a word separator. And again, reset the duration to zero. Next, you take and run your dot space output, which again is those um, lines of hex characters and lines of white space through this awk script using awk hyphen f hpr dot awk hpr 1216 dot space greater than hpr 1216 dot dot so that gives you a file that contains a long series of uh, periods and hyphens separated by blank lines representing the actual uh, Morse code in ASCII text. This is suitable to run through the Morse program with the hyphen D or decode flag and actually output something resembling human readable English text. 
Obviously there are a few typos, but really this was far better than I expected this to work. All that was needed was to run it through a spell to correct some of the typos, and the text was easily recognizable as a portion of the Wikipedia page for Morse code. So there you have it. By being a little cleverer than you probably ought to be, and doing things that are a complete waste of time, you can be lazy and teach your computer to do something that uh, you don't feel like taking the time to do. Thank you, and see you next episode. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All BinRef projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.